What's up, beautiful people? This is your boy, Kenny B, and you are listening to the pilot of Black on the Prowl on 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mel and Lauren. And again, this is Black on the Prowl. This show is aimed at shining light on the students of color here at CSU. We recognize there are some struggles that come with going to a predominantly white university. And there are times when our interests are overlooked. Our goal with this show is to show support for our black brothers and sisters who are out here killing the game and defeating the odds. Again, I am Kimmy B. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And I started this show because in high school, I really fell in love with speech. And when I applied to CSU, I really wanted to get involved with this station, getting on campus. In just like a month, I saw how we needed a, we had a need for representation for the students of color. And when I was given the opportunity to start a radio show, I saw this as a chance to, like I said, shine light on the black students here and highlight our achievements and our struggles. Now, with creating this show, I wanted to make sure that I have co-hosts that are like-minded and so and help provide opinions on different things going on on campus with the black students. So I have next to me Lo and Melly Mel. All right, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Lo. I'm also from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm very excited to be joining this show. I am a proud black woman, and I am so excited to create a platform where we just have a safe space where we can talk about the topics that we're interested in and the stuff that we like and the issues that affect us. So I'm just very excited to be here, and I'm just excited to be going on this journey with all of my fellow African-Americans. Hey, y'all. It's the beautiful and bold Melly Mel, and I was raised in Alpharetta, Georgia, and I'm excited to fill your soul and body with laughs and deep thoughts. That'll stick with you as you listen to Black on the Prowl. So whenever we start our shows, one thing that we want to provide you all is some black history facts so that you all can stay knowledgeable on the things that happened to our people in history, um, in America, and really in the world. So I have three facts for you guys today. First, on October 4th, 1969, Howard Lee was elected the first African-American mayor in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and Charles Evers, the first African-American mayor in Fayette, Mississippi. In 1864, Dr. Louis C. Rudenese started a first black newspaper, the New Orleans Tribune. It was published in both English and French. And Reverend Wesley Logan was a fugitive slave from Tennessee. He persuaded his adopted hometown of Syracuse, New York, to make the city a refuge for liberated slaves. All these facts you heard today have come from blackfacts.com all right guys today the story we're going to be talking about is the story of rodney reed the texas inmate who is set to be executed on the 20th Mm -hmm. two million people are currently standing behind him they've signed a petition asking texas to not execute him and to reopen his case rodney reed who is now 51 years old was convicted of rape and murder when he was just 18 years old back in 1996 currently he has maintained his innocence by claiming that his dna was found inside the victim because they had been having an affair and obviously when you have an affair you slept with somebody Mm -hmm. so that was their whole basis for the case but besides that they really had no evidence against him and he's been sitting on death row for 20 years 21 years and he's set to be executed on the 20th Currently, celebrities like Kim Kardashian are working towards helping him and trying to get him out of prison. 
Look, say what you want about Kim Kardashian, but she has done a lot for justice reform. If she can help this man get his freedom back, this will be the third person that she has helped. She's using her platform for something good Mm because a lot of people got that platform and tweet and Instagram all day and don't do nothing. Yep. And, you know, this story is really similar to, like, but you know, people say that history repeats itself. And when you look back in history, um, Emmett Till, it was a similar situation, mm-hmm. you know, where um, he was, a, the white lady accused him of, like, offending him by, like, whistling at, at her or whatnot. And then he ended up getting lynched and killed and all that kind of stuff yeah. just to find out that he never did anything, you know. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with this. History repeats itself. It's like the same thing again, not doing something and then getting blamed for it or whatever have you and being killed getting these harsh punishments you know for stuff that you didn't do and it's, and it's crazy because being in that position where it's like you know you didn't do it and then it, you're saying this but people are not believing you right you know? and i mean obviously we can to some degree believe that race does play a part in it yeah. because convicted he, he was 18 years old so you know, at 18, they usually do convict you as an adult for stuff like this. But still, to yeah. have such a lack of evidence mm-hmm. and to just be like, well, let's just throw the book at him is mm-hmm. it's insane. And we the sad thing is that we see it a lot more in black men than we do yep. in exactly. white men. Yep. And even um with the uh, like the Central Park Five, y'all know about that. Everybody's mm-hmm. seen oh, the, uh, I can't the Netflix it. series. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I'll be I honest. Seen I haven't seen I couldn't watch it. I, couldn't. I, I watched I was, halfway through. It was hard through, for me to watch. But like, I don't know. It was just different watching it because like seeing it, it just twisted your gut up knowing yeah. like how that all happened, how that went about. I, I couldn't watch it. Me personally, I still have not seen it because I know when it first came out, I have a um friend, she goes to Georgia State, but she was on Twitter mm-hmm. every day, every single day talking about it and just such outrage. And that's all I outrage. saw on my Twitter feed. And I was like, I can't do this because I'm the type of person when I see something, it's going it's it to make me, me mad. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it, I'm going to leave my home feeling some type of way about something mm-hmm. that I just watched yep. on Netflix. Like, I'm going to feel some type of way. Like, I know people, they couldn't even get past the first episode. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just so gut-wrenching for them, and it just hurt their soul so bad that they, I I can't watch it. I feel like if that's something that you can handle, you should definitely watch it. It's a story to be told, and it's something that we should know Mm -hmm. about. Because before the Netflix special, I didn't even know about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I knew about it, but the Netflix special really did make it more like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, knowing about it, it's just like history, you know. But watching it, it was like, this really happened? Like, this is crazy. And like you're saying, like, with the outrage, like, I was literally in my living room, in my grandma's living room watching it. <laughs> and I was so mad. I had to take pauses mm-hmm. and, like, go get water and, like, just walk mm-hmm. around because I was for real mad Yeah, what's even, watching it. What's even crazier is, like, that's just, like, the movie, and you know it's based on a true story. But you're never, like, going to know what it really was like, like, mm-hmm. for them to see it as well. Like, one of my things is, like, I wonder what they thought of it when they saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, when they watch the movie themselves. Mm-hmm. I know it's an uh, like interview with them that they also have on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I forget what exactly they call it. But it's, like, an interview they have where they, like, talk to the actual Central Park Five yeah. um, about their experience. And then, like, for the actors doing it, I get, like, that was probably, like, that's a lot of. Oh, yeah. The mental toll that it took for them that's to, a lot to portray these in. characters. And, and I they feel were like kids, you know. People don't understand that a lot. They don't understand that, like. Prison takes a toll on it you, does. not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And to go through that, especially like in adolescence, like even with exactly. this Rodney Reed story. Yes, he was 18. I'm 18. Exactly. I don't have my life together in any way, mm-hmm. shape or form. There are so many more things that I need to learn and so many more things that I need to understand. Like I am nowhere near adulthood. Mm-hmm. I And I can honestly say that I'm getting there. But am I there right now? No. 
So can you imagine being in that position, especially at 18 years old, where like for us being 18, we're like in the prime of our life. Like mm-hmm. we're just starting out. Exactly. And to not even have that opportunity to get started, mm-hmm. to even attempt to make something of yourself, I can't even imagine. Yeah, ultimately, just to like put it all together, it's just history repeats itself. I'm glad they have a petition going to yeah. like get him freed because until we like really make some changes, history is going to continue to repeat itself. And we're just going to be stuck in a cycle of the same stuff happening. We're going to see the same stuff happening again and again. So we really just got to break that cycle. For sure. Yep. And I mean, we can say we are definitely in a different place as a society than we were in 1996. Yeah. But we're still not there. We're not there. And people got to realize that. A lot of people right. think we're there. So they're just like chilling. They think, oh, we've made it. We had a black president. Mm-hmm. But look at the president now. <laughs> like, we, we still. Right. Look at the position we're exactly. in currently. Like, we haven't moved that far. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's more of a slow crawl mm-hmm. than a triathlon. Yep. Mm-hmm. is like the best way I could describe it. Like, we're getting there, but we're not there yet. And that's the important thing to understand. Exactly. And also, you know, we talk, it's like, communication is key. It's probably it like a horrible way to like put this, but it's like, you know, when you had to do the mile runs, like in middle school and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you would like walk all the way and then just run the corners. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's how we are. Like, we're walking towards what we want to. Like, we're not pushing mm-hmm. towards it. But then when something happens, like, that's yep. it. We run towards it, and then we walk again. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will say with this issue, I think to have 2 million people sign their name saying that they stand behind this man, because the goal is 3 million. Mm-hmm. They've already reached 2 million. Mm-hmm. So to have 2 million people sign their name saying that they back this man and that they believe his story and believe that he should have a fair trial with his peers, I think that really shows a testament to how we all, like, we all care about each other one way or another. We may not all agree on the same things, but at the end of the day, we have each other's back. And I think that's really important for us to remember as a society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to thank you, Lo, for bringing this to us. Yeah. Mel? Alrighty. So, I wanted to talk about Queen and Slim, which is a new movie that's coming out with Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Mm Turner-Smith. And basically, so it's about Slim and Queen's first date, which are like, that's what they're playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, takes an unexpected turn when a policeman pulls them over for a minor traffic violation. When the situation escalates, Slim takes the officer's gun and shoots him in self-defense. Now labeled cop killers in the media, Slim and Queen feel that they have no choice but to go on the run and evade the law. When the video of the incident goes viral and the unwitting outlaws soon become a symbol of trauma, terror, grief, and pain for all the people across the country. Black bunny and clap. <laughs> Basically. Yep. I'm excited to see this movie. I'm so I excited. I really am. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I, remember I saw so the trailer yeah. on like a YouTube video. And yeah. I, usually it's The trailer is like trailer. really eye-catching. Mm-hmm. But I watched that trailer. At first, it's like them, like they're like terrified out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Like, but for other people, they're standing up in a way, which I want to yep. see how like they really portray that and how they go Most into definitely. that. Yep. I want to mm-hmm. see it really because I'm like, from the trailer, it looks like they go through a very intense journey. Exactly. But I want to see how this journey ends. Yeah, we all know my, how Bonnie and Clyde yeah. even, even, like, with the opening of them in the first date, like, I love the subtlety in um, mm-hmm. Jodie Turner-Smith's voice, like, when she's mm-hmm. speaking to him. Because even that opens up, like, a topic of, like, now, like, when it comes to, like, first dates, like, mm-hmm. towards, like, oh, did you think you were going to get yeah. them tonight? Because I think right. it's, like, like, that, it's like a like, Tinder date it, or something right, they're going right. on. So, like, it already opens up so many things, like, for us right yep. now. I feel like it's going to be really cool to watch. Yeah, and I can't wait to see it. 
Mm-hmm. I really cannot wait to see it. Because like you said, like how they portray everything. Mm-hmm. And I know like with me, like I don't know what I would do in that kind of situation. Because from the trailer, it's like the cops shoot the lady. And then that's when he get the gun and shoot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's a lot going on. In like five seconds, all that happens. It's like I know I would run. <laughs> I don't know what I would do after I would run, but I know I would run. <laughs> yeah. But if you haven't gotten ahead and pre-ordered your tickets for Queen and yeah. Slim, please do. This movie this is movie clearly so good. good. Because I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to see what Daniel does from Get Out to this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is so, you know, like versatile with his mm-hmm. roles. Like, I've seen him play all kind of characters, like, differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see how he takes on this um, this role in this movie. And this is going to be, like, his third big, yeah. like, Black Power movie. Like, he exactly. did Get Out. He was also in Black Panther. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the trifecta right here. Exactly. And I seen him in um, uh, Black Mirror. And yeah, that, he, he was, was British. Black yeah. I didn't even rem- I didn't even think about Black Mirror. Yeah. He's like in the first couple of episodes. I think mm-hmm. in a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, but it's really good. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to Black on the Prowl on WCUG eighty eight point five FM on this Friday. You guys have a wonderful weekend. We out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Black on the Prowl was produced by Doria Lacey with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Google Radio and the CSU Department of Communications Department Chair, Dr. Gibson. Dr. Bruce Getz is WCUG's faculty advisor. You can listen to this show and other shows on 88.5 FM, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Just search our call letters WCUG.